0: as if that's not enough. Two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. <sighs> hey, you nobodies. It's just me, Paula Poundstone. You nobodies are somebodies to us. Hey, I'm adding this little part to the beginning of this show so that you wouldn't be listening along wondering why we aren't addressing the protests for racial justice. Our show is recorded two weeks ahead of time, so these protests had not yet begun when we recorded this episode. We at Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone are honored to be a part of your lives and hope that on your downest days, we can still make you laugh. To quote the Persian poet Rumi, be a lamp or a lifeboat or a ladder. And to add on to that, or a whoopee cushion, Black Lives Matter here.
1: Coming to you live from our houses in Los Angeles, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. Tonight, it's Tiffany Haddish. She's here to coach up Paula's audition skills on another episode of Outside the Actor's Studio. Can she take Paula on a girl's trip to stardom? We'll find out. Plus, on this week's Quarantine Corner, it's time for third grade science. If you're homeschooling your kids, we'll tell you how to teach the basic concepts of magnetism. Just move Wooly Wooly's hair from the head to the chin. There, you've learned how magnetism works. At least, that's what happened with my hair anyway. I'm Adam Felber, the man who tries to keep this show's conversational magnetic poles aligned with North and South. And now, please welcome the woman whose magnetic personality sprays chaos North, South, East, and West. Paula Poundstone! Hey! Hey, hey Paula Poundstone, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. And also a big thanks to tonight's house band guitarist Jan Van Gold from the small village of Caslo in the interior of British Columbia, Canada.
0: Wow. Yeah. I didn't even know <laughs> there was
1: a small village of Caslo
0: in the interior of British Columbia, Canada. But Jan Van Gold, that sounds great. Thank you so, so much. Yes. Um, ooh, Adam. Yeah, Paula. Given that people won't be gathering in crowds for a while, I've signed up with this. uh, It's an app thingy called Cameo. It's an app where people pay me to make video greetings. And I I do it with the camera on my stupid smartphone. So last night I put on a black shirt, a tie and my pink suit jacket. And I sat on my Lucy and Ricky bench to make some Cameo videos because that's where I usually do it. And I've been wearing a a black bowler hat for many of them, but I, I, I feel like it sort of makes me look fatter, if that's possible. So I sat for a while looking at my image, trying to decide, hat, no hat, hat, no hat. And then I realized I had forgotten my lipstick. And given that these cameo videos are the closest thing I have to being on stage right now, I want, you know, I want to, so I get up to get my lipstick. And I was trying to make a video, by the way, congratulating Jen on her 16th wedding anniversary – I wanted to give her the deluxe. So I sit back down, and I realize that my cat, Theo, had gotten fur all over my black shirt. So now I go get the lint lifter, which is a lot of what I've been now, doing. Now, this,
1: this, is, this, is, this is all going somewhere.
0: Uh, yeah, 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 it's going somewhere. So I've, okay, spent a, okay. I've spent a lot of time during the stay-at-home winter lint lifting. So I go, I get the lint lifter. Now I sit down again, and the app won't work. So I get up, and I go to my office-slash-bedroom, And I was trying desperately not to call Tony Anita Hall for help because I'd call her for everything. And I just felt she needed a night off just to sit at her little desk with her peplos on and not be bothered. So I tried Googling the problem, which is, of course, no help. I tried calling the phone number from my point person at Cameo, and it was late, so she wasn't going to answer. So, of course, I called Tony. She said to turn off the app and then turn it on again, but I don't know how. So we had to have one of those conversations, you know, those conversations that go like this. Click on the three dots. Uh, There are no dots. I don't see any (laughs) dots. Try swiping up. I did. Nothing changes. It goes up a little and then it comes back down. Do you see the box? There is no box. Are you on your home page? I'm in my home, but I'll probably have to move soon. Did you try turning the phone off? I'm about to try hydroxychloroquine. Shit, Siri keeps coming on. Fuck, I hate Siri. And then I swear to you, Siri, which I have never used in my life, said, that's not nice. Like I did, I never (laughs) even... So I thanked Tony for trying to help me and and I actually got Siri to tell me how to fix the problem. So I go back out you to... You did the, not. I did. So I go back out to the Lucy and Ricky bench, um, but I look so fat in the camera that I thought... Because there's something about the way I hold the, the phone up that makes... Uh, it just makes me look fat. So... I go and I get the tripod, and Wendell had made a device to hold the smartphone on the tripod, but I couldn't find it. Finally, I found it. I take the tripod out to my Lucy and Ricky bench, and I don't look as bad as I sometimes do, so I say into the camera, Hi, Jen! It's just me, Paula Poundstone, wishing you a happy 16th wedding and a... And the phone battery dies. So now I go back into my (laughs) office bedroom. I plug it in while I change clothes, sift litter boxes, and change back into my black shirt, tie, and pink suit jacket. I get the phone. I put it in the device. Window is made to hold it on the tripod. I'm about to congratulate Jen on her 16th anniversary, and I notice the camera is crooked. So to unclip the tripod legs (laughs) that telescope to different you know, you know the, the tripod legs like yes, the, yeah, yes, right, yeah, the yeah, telescope. Yeah. The legs
1: of the tripod were uneven.
0: Yes, that's what I was trying to say. And so yes. I unclicked the thing that holds them, and I pinched my hand in the leg of the tripod. Oh that'll hurt. That'll sliding. hurt. You it was be, excruciatingly be- painful. Yeah. So right now, with right now, at this moment in our lives, I would just like to say, Jen. Congratulations on your 16th wedding anniversary.
1: <laughs> I got to say, whatever whatever you're getting paid for Cameo, it's clearly not nearly enough given the, the the physical hazards you undergo.
0: It's kind of like the making of Sound of Music. People don't realize what went into it. Did you know that Julie Andrews, uh, there was a helicopter holding the camera while she was running um in the, in the hills in the beginning, singing Sound of Music? That's
1: not surprising, because they, it looks like she's getting blown all over the place.
0: That's exactly right. She kept getting blown down. So this was a lot like that.
1: This was almost <laughs> nothing like that. <laughs> uh, thank you for that, Paula, which uh, answers the question that I was going to ask, which is, what's new in your life?
0: That's what's new. You know, this pandemic... Is causing, you know, all sorts of problems, but, I'll, but I, clearly, um, that's, that's an understatement, I think. Um, but the yeah. one thing that it will not change, Adam, is this.
1: What? I have a word this week. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute, Paula. <laughs>
0: am, am I ahead of myself? First-
1: you're ahead of, no, you're ahead of everybody else. What we're going to do is we're going to see, we're going to go around the horn like we do every week oh, and mistake. say hello to the people who make this show happen. All right, let's um, do I'm that. And I'm going to ask each of you to to tell a story that is significantly shorter than Paula's. So let's go around. We'll start with you, Tony Anita Hall, our producer, peplos-wearing <laughs> friend of Paula and everybody. What's new in your life?
2: Um, I Over there in Studio ca- City. Uh, I hit I hit a car in my garage last night.
0: No. oh
2: i did i did i i hit the car that parks next to me i just i just bumped it i bumped it a little bit i had to leave her a note but she was very nice about it but um i pulled into that spot i calculated over 1500 times and have never hit her car in last night yeah i did wow can i give
1: you a little pro tip tony you're a likable and trustworthy looking person if you were to have uh lit that car on fire and spray painted some swastikas on, no one would have ever suspected you. (laughs) Just a pro tip from me to you.
0: Yeah, that's true. You got an honest face. That will be a good cover right there. Um, (laughs) So you left her a note. Was it like, did her alarm go off when you hit the car?
2: No, I just took off a little bit of paint, but I didn't, I mean, she would have known it was me. I'm parked next to her, so I, I felt, and I sent I sent our property manager an email about it as well.
0: Um, did you also go upstairs to your apartment and chip some paint off your wall and try to use it to cover the paint that you chipped <laughs> off the car? Because that's, I, that's so I cat in the hat.
2: Not. I did try rubbing her car. I did touch her car, and then I felt bad about that because I thought maybe it was just dirt and I didn't hit it, but <laughs> it was, I
1: hit it. Okay. So. <laughs> well, I, it sounds like you did a more responsible thing than either I or Paula uh, would do. Um, let's let's go, continue to go around the horn. We're going to go all the way up to um, somewhere in the Simi Valley, I think, right? To the home of, of producer, manager of Paula, Captain Crinkle, Bonnie Burns.
3: Oh, wait, I have to crinkle.
1: No, you don't! <laughs>
3: You, <laughs> you, don't have to. you honestly could have not. Would you guys believe I don't? My life's been so boring since I shut in. Would you believe I don't have anything to say? I'm like, there's nothing. Well,
0: look wow. out! Look out the window of your car right now. What are things
3: like at the truck stop? <laughs> <laughs> I could say this. There's something Paula's been right about that we've been arguing with her about. (laughs) Okay. What's that? You know how she said that she didn't think headphones were good for you? Not headphones. we've all been. Earbuds. Headset. Earbuds. 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 earbuds, Yes. Okay. Well, we got, we have a terrific sponsor Raycon and I was given a set, which my daughter took immediately. And she says they're fantastic and they're better than another brand, which we can't mention, but they cost way more money than Raycon. And Anyway, my daughter loves those, so I have a very cheap set. And I have a very old computer and a really brand-new computer, but I've never gotten around to setting up the new computer, so I work off the old computer. It's so old. <laughs> I'm getting to the point. I'm getting to the point. Go, go it's ahead. So go ahead. I'm uh, getting there. It's so old that the speaker's gone out. It's really scratchy, but it'll work. I can hear fine if I plug the earbuds in and then listen to them. I must have those earbuds in, like, 12 hours a day, Uh Uh-huh. Every day. Yes. What I didn't know is if you have them in for a really long time, you get like a a big sore ear. So now I have a really, (laughs) really sore ear. And I told my daughter, like, I think I have an ear infection. My ear's all swollen. She goes, you know, you're only supposed to wear earbuds like two or three hours a day. At most, yeah. Well, who knows that? I never heard that. Well, you do now. You know, I got yeah, to. Um, well, that's I, a younger generation thing, I guess. I, I got to so, tell you, Bonnie,
1: I, I don't often agree with you, but in this case, I'm going to come right out and agree with you 100% that you basically had nothing to say this week. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, well, then I'll just move over and give my time. We can move so along to get to Tiffany Haddish.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
3: no.
0: Thanks, Bonnie. Back up. Thank you, Bonnie. Yes? It's- it's not time for Tiffany
3: Haddish. It's time for right. the word. Oh, oh I'm yes. sorry. Oh, my Paula, what gosh. do you got for us? I'm nonplussed. It's like you—you you are your Galamoffrey. Gallim- uh, it's uh... all right
1: now. You're randomly yelling you're words, just Bonnie. Sh- <laughs> and now you're crinkling. <laughs> okay. Just back away from the microphone, Paula. What do you got this week?
0: Uh, let's see. Here we go. Um. Uh, the word this week is augury. It's a noun oh. that means a sign of what will happen in the future, an omen.
1: Um, yeah, it's like an old mythical word, isn't it? Uh,
0: I don't know. Uh, here, I'll, okay. use it in a sen- I'll use it in a sentence. The dark clouds that gathered overhead were an augury of the storm to come.
1: Ooh. Nice. Ooh, and you know, Adam. nice. Yes. Vac-
0: vaccine or no vaccine. I've got a vocabulary song that is bolstering the word choices around the country. And
1: yes, I would have to say that that um you introducing a new word at this point is an augury of some somewhat clumsy Glockenspiel playing to come. <laughs> oh,
0: no, I think you're I think you're reading that augury wrong cause listen to this, Adam. this week's word is a. It's a noun that means a sign of what will happen in the future, an omen. After the Seder, the kids are going to find the Alpha Komen. Last week's word was camel. It's a verb that means wow. a trivial... It's a verb that means trivial complaints or objections. I don't want a condom on my boyfriend's erections. The week before that we had oh, a your It's a verb that means become used to something, especially something unpleasant, like not being in school to say present. Going back before that, we had pelf. It's a noun that means money, especially when gained dishonestly. There's probably a slice for Hannity. And not long ago, we had insuperable. It's an adjective that means impossible to overcome. That can make a person mighty glum. Let's never forget Gilmuffry. Oh wait, I always say that wrong. Right.
1: Uh, wait. Uh, um,
0: No, Yeah. Let's never forget glim which I pronounce... <laughs> Let's never forget glim which I pronounced wrong until nobody, James Hyder, corrected me. It's a noun that means confused jumble or medley of things. Hodgepodge. Who's, Who's podge? podge? Hodgepodge. Adam doesn't think my song is replicable, replicable. Replicable, but I do, I do, I do, I do.
1: No, it wasn't yeah. that, just that was just dandy. Paula. On. Number one with the bullet. Wonder, Whoa. wonderful, wonderful song. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Um, I don't know how to pronounce it, but another another possible word for uh, synonym for augury is harpinger. I think that's how you pronounce it.
0: Yes, harpinger certainly. I knew that one. Yeah. Um,
1: which is know, like an augury or or a person who kind of announces something is coming or precedes something.
0: I you know I wish that Obama was still president. You know, for every reason. Um, sure. But uh, one of the reasons I wish Obama was still president is he used to have some really cool musicians. Um, come to, I think it's the East Room where they would perform, and uh, I'm pretty sure that if Obama had ever heard me play the Glockenspiel, or if he was, you know, if he knew about the Glockenspiel Conservatory, which I've been asked to join. um, You haven't. I have. uh, That he would ask me, if he were still president, that he would have asked me to come play uh, to perform at the White House. And so, it's It's just one among a a gallimaufry of reasons uh, that I wish that That he was still still president. Yes, exactly.
1: Now, um, uh, Paula. No,
0: it is moi, (laughs) French Trump, (laughs) announcing to you, nobody, that I will outsmart the press, the enemy of the people, at another French Trump presidential conference mini podcast that drops each week on Friday at. 5 p.m., 5 p.m. Eastern Time, and 2 p.m., 2 p.m. Pacific Time. There is a three-hour time difference which I calculated (laughs) with no computer, no scratch paper, because I'm a very stable genius.
1: All right. Now, thank you for that, Mr. President. Now, please imagine um, hell to the Chief playing as you walk out. Anyway, uh, coming up, Rosalind Russell said, acting is standing up naked and turning around very slowly. Well, she won't be naked, and she may not turn around slowly, but Paula Poundstone, god darn it, is she's going to act, and with actress Tiffany Haddish. That's coming up when we return on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone.
0: On this day in unremarkable history, Malcolm X said, Spell my last name.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, house band Jan Van Gold from the small village of Caslow in the interior of British Columbia, Canada. Thanks for being our house band. Thanks, Jan. Sounds great. Now, Paula, I know that film production is shut down right now, but there are signs that the industry is going to be gearing up soon. And that means, you know what it is? You'll be auditioning again. Oh, boy. Right. Oh. And as, as we've established <laughs> on the show several times now, uh, you aren't excellent at auditioning, are you?
0: No, I get nervous. And then I, I sort of avoid the audition is what I do. I like the actual part where you're reading the script. I think my hope is that somehow my natural charisma uh, will charm them and then right. make me actually read the part.
1: That's they'll forget I mean. that they were, you were even supposed to read. And, and, and that has resulted in you getting how many parts out of Auditions? Just uh, estimate. Zero. 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 So like every part you've ever had was just offered to you because you're Paula Poundstone, right? Well, I haven't had a lot of parts, Adam, honestly. Well, I watched Inside Out the other night and you're terrific in that Pixar feature.
0: Well, thank you very much. Um that's because um I did the interview over the phone and it turns out that my phone was off.
1: Oh. <laughs> Well, that'll do it. (laughs) Yeah. Now, uh, well, Paula, as we do on our best episodes, we have someone here who's going to help you with your auditioning. Oh, thank goodness. She's a comedian and actress. She starred in Girls Trip, won an Emmy Award for her work on Saturday Night Live, and wrote a best-selling memoir, The Last Black Unicorn, all in 2017. She starred in the film Self-Made and currently co-stars with Tracy Morgan in The Last OG. Please welcome Tiffany Haddish. Hey (laughs) Hey, (laughs) y'all. Tiffany, (laughs) Tiffany, welcome. Thank you for having me. How's your isolation going? It's
4: going really good. I mean, um, I've been talking to my plants, and they're producing a lot of strawberries and uh, extra delicious fruits and leaves and things. Wow.
0: That's nice. Are they strawberry
4: plants? Yeah, I got strawberry plants. (laughs) I got bell peppers. I got kale and chard
0: and. Artichokes and celery wow. and cilantro. I have never in my life known anyone who would grow kale. Well, now you do. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I just, to me, kale is just taking over everything. You know, you go, you get an ice cream, and they say, "Do you want, you know, kale on it?" It doesn't. It's just kale has gone too far. Well, you know, kale is full of vitamins and nutrients that our bodies need. Oh, for know, I had an day. uncle that
4: used to call it horse food, though. He said, like, Kale, that's horse food. Yeah.
1: <laughs> He's not completely wrong. I, I'm but on the uh, the side on that one, yeah. But, uh, Tiffany, when you're not growing food, you do act quite a bit.
4: Um, Yes, yes, when there's acting to be done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when there's acting to be done. So what I want to get to is I'm guessing you don't use Paula's audition strategy, which is just try to distract them so they never make you read the sides.
4: Um, No. I don't. I don't do that. All right.
0: <laughs> hey, have you, Tiffany, have you ever had a an audition that went badly?
4: Oh yes. Oh yes.
0: <laughs> I've had auditions where I thought
4: I I thought I might get arrested at the end of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about that one.
4: <laughs> this casting director was kind of like, you know, going in on me uh, about how my. Headshot didn't look like me. That it was like, and it, that it was horrible because it was a full body shot, and um, that I didn't look like that that girl because I came in there in jeans and not in that. I guess I guess you're supposed to wear the same thing. I don't know. I
0: I never so, heard that.
4: Okay. I don't I don't think so. So she kind of was going off on me, and then she was like, she was like, "Yeah, you need to get it together." And and another. Th- Thing. You better be ready to do, do this scene. And like, I was like, "Who the fuck is this lady?" Like, <laughs> and what a fucking insult. So then, I, uh, you know, like, ma'am, I just I came to perform for you. So I just like to be of service and do what I came to do. So then she goes, "Okay, go ahead." And at that point, I was so angry, <laughs> I was kind of shaking a little bit. And then at the end of the scene, she was like, "Oh." And your acting is atrocious. And I said, oh. "Your attitude is atrocious." Okay, I don't like <laughs> you. either. I don't like you either. Oh my! Cut and that's what?
1: how you got cast in Girls Night.
4: No, no. Cut cut to, cut to Girls Trip comes out.
1: A Girls Trip, yeah.
4: And yeah, a Cut to Girls Trip comes out, and like maybe three months later, I'm at a party, and she comes up to me. She goes, "Tiffany, I always knew you were phenomenal. I
0: always knew you were great." I was like. Bitch, I remember you.
4: I walked
1: away.
0: (laughs) I've never, I I mean, no one's ever been mean to me. That's terrible. Mm -hmm.
4: (laughs) Uh-huh. Sometimes, I think sometimes these casting directors be
1: jealous. Right. You know, a lot of casting directors do start out as actors.
0: Yeah. Uh, You know, this may surprise you, Tiffany, but none of them have been jealous of me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Have, a tip. have, have, call, have you
0: ever read for a role that you knew when you went in for the audition that you already knew? Like, well, I'm not right for this. This is not Oh, yes. Like, what? Yes, so many
4: times. Oh, they had me going for a role where um, it, the, it, it called for a girl with blue eyes, blonde hair, and voluptuous. So I put on a blonde wig some blue contacts, and I stuffed my bra.
1: And how did that go?
4: (laughs) Yeah, didn't get that job. They ended up going in a different direction. Really?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh,
4: Um, We're going in another direction. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, so when it's not a disaster, when, when, the, when your audition is not a disaster, when you actually have an audition for a part you're appropriate for, uh, this is where the part where we help out Paula. What do you do to get yourself ready for an audition, and do you have any tips or tricks that you use to psych yourself up when you get in that room?
4: Well, usually the first thing I do is um, when I wake up that morning, I get in the mirror, and I look at myself only in my eyeballs, and I say... Tiffany Haddish, I love and approve of you. Tiffany Haddish, I love and approve of you. Tiffany Haddish, I love and approve of you. And I do that over and over for about five minutes, right? And then I brush my teeth and everything and, like, do my makeup or whatever and start to get dressed for the audition. And as I'm getting dressed, I start to, you know, run the lines in my head and think of myself as that character. Like, I'm living that that character's life. I'm about to go in here and live a slice of someone's life. And maybe that's someone is make-believe, but I'm living their life.
1: Wow. I love Wow. This. Now, Paula, just, just just to make sure that you got this down, Paula, I want you to look in a mirror right now if you can get near one and say, look, look yourself right in the eye and say, Tiffany Haddish, I love and approve of you.
4: No, she has to say Paula Pounce. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, all right. She has to okay. say her name, all right, her on. full name. I'm, I'm moving to the front of, um, okay. I'm in my bathroom in front of the mirror. Okay, okay. only look in your eyeballs, Paula. Okay. I'm looking at my eyeballs and I go, are, are you high? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Paula. No, my problem. eyes are all red, my eyes are really red.
1: Yeah, that's not how you're, uh, that's not the advice you're getting from Tiffany. Yeah. No,
4: that's not, that, it doesn't matter that your eyes are really red. Look in those red eyes. Yeah, I'm looking in the red see, eyes. Look in those red eyes and say,
0: Paula yeah. Poundstone, I love and approve of
4: you. Uh,
0: Paula Poundstone, uh, I'm willing to put up with you at least. <laughs> no, <for a> us <laughs> <laughs> see this, this counterproductive. You can't even say it, can you? Uh, all right, here we go. Hey. Tiffany, I'm going to do this your way. Okay, ready? Yes. All right, Paula Ponstone, I love and approve of you. Okay. Oh, oh no. What? You know what the mirror said back? What? Said, <laughs> you are a fucking liar. There's a plate for <laughs> oh. administration for you.
4: <laughs> the whole point, Paula, is to trick your, your body into giving off the energy of love and approval so that when you walk into that audition, they're going to just love and approve of you because whatever you feel about yourself when you walk through that door is what they're going to feel about you, too.
1: And that's a crucial moment for Paula, because what she's told me many times in the past is it's when she walks into that room that it all starts to fall apart. Do you have any other? T- is, is that what you do? You yeah. Just-
4: see, here goes the thing. You got to remember this, Paula. They're there for a reason, right? Yeah. They need you. They they called you in. They need somebody like you or it. Absolutely, you and you're just there to be of service. You already have the talent, you already know what to do. They need you, so you're just there to be of service. That you're doing them a favor by even showing up because trust they want to cast that role,
0: you know. Tiffany, how many times a day can I call you? Oh, as many times <laughs> as many times as you want, Paula. We're not doing
4: nothing right now.
1: So. <laughs> well, you've got you've got that farm to tend to, Tiffany.
4: Yeah, well, you know, I could tell. That's why my uh, my my earbuds, is, uh, my AirPods. That's why they dead now because I was in the garden talking to my friends.
1: <laughs> well, we well we have to send you some Raycons because they're a sponsor of ours.
4: Oh yeah, send me those. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. maybe All they right. have a
1: better battery on them. That batter is pretty good, I gotta tell you. All right, Dame Maggie Smith said there is a kind of invisible thread between the actor and the audience. And when it's there, it's stunning, and there is nothing to match that. She may have even said that while waiting in her limo outside of our podcast studio. We'll see if Paula can create that thread when we come back. The cat of the week is Puddles from Santa Rosa, California. we are back with tiffany haddish tiffany uh he, are you ready to go are you ready to help paula yes i'm here for paula thank you okay, okay. i'm well, here for we... you girl i love and approve of you paula thank you <laughs> <laughs> all right so given all that that paula is now loved and approved of for, for the first time that i can remember let's go everybody outside the actor's studio <laughs> All right. Now, um, Tiffany, Paula has these sides that she's that for the for a role that she is up for. Um, uh-huh. It's a continuation of a scene that she seems to be expanding on every time we do outside the actor's studio. Um, so we'd like you to read this scene with her and then offer up your expert coaching tips. Does that sound agreeable?
4: That sounds agreeable. Cool.
1: All right. So um, uh, Tiffany will be playing the part of Regina and Paula will be playing the part of Marta. I will be reading the stage directions. Let's bring up the curtain. All right. Marta is a strong woman. She suffers no fools. She doesn't feel she needs a man, but when love comes knocking, she can't help peeking through the blinds. She's smart, a little bit quirky, and really into pugs. She has worked on campaigns for 30 years. She's meeting with Regina Boswell about a possible position in the office of the First Lady of her home state.
4: Thank you for your time, Marta. The governor says that you are a vital member of the campaign staff and has asked me to meet with you about a job in my office. What makes you interested in this job?
0: Well, I've seen the excellent messaging. And at the risk of sounding cynical, uh, oh, shit. Oh, let me try that again. Sorry. OK, wait. Sorry. Sorry. Thank you,
1: Miss Poundstone.
0: Sorry. <laughs> I love an approval a- a- love. Thank a- you. Miss
1: Hatters. please stay behind. Uh, Miss Poundstone, thank you. Um,
0: okay, look, I- before
4: we a- even start, Paula, take a deep <laughs> breath. Take a deep oh, breath.
1: All right. Oh, my
0: God. Okay, I'm ready.
4: Okay. okay. Yeah. Did you warm up your instrument? Shake it out a little bit. Stretch your tongue. You know, wiggle your shoulders. Warm it up. Warm I- it up, Paula. I'm here.
0: I'm going to warm up my instrument. Yeah.
1: That's a Glockenspiel. That's not your instrument.
4: Well, here. Here, here goes a little exercise you can do, Paula, that I love to do before I act. What's that? Um, I like to I like to say, baby, daddy, 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 daddy child, support, child, support, child 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 support. So you say what you don't want really fast. So you get what you do want. Oh, okay. And when you do when you say those things, you have to make sure you're moving your face. Okay. Baby daddy, baby daddy. Baby daddy, All right. baby daddy, baby daddy.
2: Baby daddy.
0: Yes. Okay. okay. Go ahead, do it, Paula. All right. Coronavirus, 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 coronavirus. Ah, uh, uh, Additional weight, additional weight, additional weight, additional weight. <laughs> okay, I'm ready.
1: Uh, you okay. sound ready.
0: All right, from the top. Yeah.
1: Here we go. You want to you you want to you, you want to feed her your line again to get her back yes, into it, Tiffany. Uh, Tiffany? Yes. Okay.
4: Thank you for your time, Martin. The governor says that you are a vital member of the campaign staff and has asked me to meet with you about a job in my office. What makes you interested in this job?
0: Well, I've seen the excellent messaging and, at the risk of not sounding cynical enough for politics, the heart coming out of the first lady's office. If you'll give me the chance, I'd love to be a part of it.
4: The governor also told me that he offered you the job of deputy chief of staff to the first lady of Michigan. The job that I now occupy months ago. And that you not only turned it down, but you you called him a clown.
0: Yes, that's true. But I was wrong. I've been so impressed with... How long have you been out of work? (laughs)
4: Months. The governor is willing to forgive and forget. But he has left the decision about hiring you up to me. So, I think it would be best if we just lie our cards on the table. I'm half your age. Are you going to be able to take orders from
0: someone half your age? Absolutely. And as a bonus, I can cut the crust off your jelly sandwiches.
1: Regina gives a flat stare.
0: I I thought that now that our cards were on the table, we could kind of have fun with it.
4: I don't think we can. And frankly, I don't think you get it. You turn down the job serving the people because you experience a little sexism. Oh, please. Welcome to America, princess. It's a fucking-ism. Still. You're too busy feeling sorry for yourself to see where America is. Your head is so far up your ass, you don't need color guard. (laughs) Your alternative wheatgrass party ain't never going to be in power. We got to work with what we got. We have to we have a governor Wait progressive- a minute, wait a minute,
0: Tiffany. You know what? I have to fix something. You know what happened? The computer autocorrected. It's Coliguard. Coliguard. Yeah, you oh. know that stupid ad for the um, the colon cancer self tested home thing. Oh, well, you got, you got colorguard written here, so I, I thought yeah. it was like a military thing. I, know. Like, yeah, I I'm didn't... so sorry. So I thought well, it was.
1: You stop really you. stopped the scene so you could get your joke in, Paula?
0: Yes, I did. Uh, this is a terrible
1: <laughs> <episode. laughs> No. <Nobody else. laughs> All right. That's okay. What is that? What's going on? I don't know. Somebody's got a call or something in the background.
0: No, oh, it's, it's, it's it's our recording playing again.
1: Somebody pushed it to play.
0: <laughs>
4: it
1: might be <laughs> <madness>. <laughs> Fuck! Is that you, Paula? Are you playing the recording? Let me see.
0: Yeah. Hold on. Oh, boy.
4: Motherfucker. This audition is not
0: going very well. No, this is right? <laughs> <laughs> the kind of shit that happens to me, Tiffany. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. That's
4: like, is it bad? It's
0: like when I would take the recording, I would take a
4: tape recorder into the audition with me in my purse and I would leave the purse. <laughs> this is like if I accidentally pushed the purse and then the recording stopped and started playing the
0: audition and I would have got busted. That would have been bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, okay. All right, Paul, are, you, are you recording again?
0: No, I started a new QuickTime time recording. And- Fantastic. All right.
1: Here's what I want to do. Let's just go back to... Um, in the middle of Tiffany's line where she says, you're too busy feeling sorry for yourself so that we can get your colo guard joke in.
0: Yes, thank you.
1: And then we'll just take it from there and continue the scene.
0: How did I not see that? Okay, (laughs) sorry about that. Um, Do you wanna just start, Tiffany, why don't you just start at, I don't think we can?
4: I don't think we can. And frankly, I don't think you get it. You turned down the job serving the people because you experienced a little sexism? Oh, please. Welcome to America, princess. It's a fucking ism stew. You're too busy feeling sorry for yourself to see where America is. Your head is so far up your ass. You don't need Colo Guard. Your alternative wheatgrass party <laughs> ain't never gonna be in power. We gotta work with what we got. We have a governor in- with progressive instinct. Uh, progressive instincts. Um. <laughs> uh, who- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, who is negatively influenced by his passion, longing for the cunt of his country club conservative wife, she leads him around by the dick. If she promises his little Stevie a visit with her party hamster, Michigan could lose green space. <laughs> what the
1: <laughs> Go on, Paul, I'm going to infer
0: that little Stevie is a penis, but party hamster, is it a vagina on a wheel? Do you use this language with the governor and the first lady?
4: I speak a lot of languages, but my message is the same. You got to ask yourself, do I want to be in front of the Trojan horse, or do I want to be in the ass of that Trojan horse?
0: OK, now I have no idea what you're saying. Maine
1: scene. <laughs> All right. Thank once again. Thank you, uh, Miss Poundstone. Um, please go wait for your Uber in the lobby. Okay. Now, now, no, um, great scene, um, Paula. Once again, and you've done this before. You seem to have written the more interesting part for someone not you. Well, yeah, because they're my guest. Um, okay. Now, it should that should
4: have been your part. You should you should be doing. I want to hear.
0: Okay. Paula you want to reverse? Carter, Right.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, here
0: we go. Okay, okay ready? that's
1: interesting. We're going to flip it. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Let's get some more coaching before we flip it. So you want? You think Paula should, should try being Regina?
4: Yes, I think Paula should be Regina. Okay. Because, you know, this is about you, Paula. This is about you being your best self and living that slice of Regina's life.
1: Okay, I'm going to do it. Great. Okay, okay so Paula, okay. where do you want to start? Do you want to start from... Uh, Let's just let's um, start from the top. OK, let's start from the top. And any other advice for uh, Paula, Tiffany? No, I just, I, just have fun, Paula. Remember,
0: I, we need you. I, love, they need I you. love and approve of Tiffany. I love and approve of Tiffany. No, no I love and approve of Paula. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. Thank you for your time, Marta. The governor says that you are a vital member of his campaign staff and has asked me to meet with you about a job in my office. What makes you interested in this job? Well, I, I've seen the excellent
4: messaging, and, and at the risk of not sounding cynical enough for politics, uh, the heart. Coming out of the First Lady of Michigan's office, mm-hmm. if you'll give me the chance, I'd love to be a
0: part of it. The governor also told me that he offered you the job of Deputy Chief of Staff to the First Lady. The job that I now occupy months ago, and that you not only turned it down, but you called him a clown.
4: Yes, that's true, but I was wrong.
0: I've been so impressed with how, how long you've had- been out of work. Months. The governor is willing to forgive and forget, but he has left the decision about hiring you up to me. So I think it would be best if we just lay our cards on the table. I'm half your age. Are you going to be able to take orders from someone half your age? Absolutely. And as a bonus, I can cut the crust off your jelly sandwiches.
1: Regina gives a flat stare.
0: I, I, I thought now that our cards are on the table, we could have fun with it. I don't think we can. And frankly, I don't think you get it. You turn down a job serving the people because you experience a little sexism? Oh, please, welcome to America, princess. It's a fucking ism stew. You're too busy feeling sorry for yourself to see where America is. Your head is so far up your ass, you don't need Cologuard. Your alternative wheatgrass party ain't never going to be in power. We got to work with what we got. We have a governor with progressive instincts who's negatively influenced by his passionate longing for the cunt of his country club wife. She leads him around by the dick. If she promises little Stevie a visit with her party hamster, our state could lose green space.
4: I'm gonna infer that a little (laughs) Stevie is a penis, (laughs) but party hamster, is that a vagina on a wheel? Do you use this kind of language with the governor and the first lady of our
0: state? I speak a lot of languages, but my message is the same. You gotta ask yourself, do I wanna be in the front of the Trojan horse or do I wanna be in the ass of the Trojan horse? Okay, now I have no idea what you're
4: saying. And scene. (laughs) You get the job, you're hired as Regina.
1: Wow. (laughs) Paula, <laughs> I, I don't know, but you're definitely hired for either or both parts, Tiffany. <laughs> Paula, how'd that feel? Did that feel more like something you could do?
0: You know, the joy I feel in saying party hamster. Okay, so Tiffany, so I was writing this scene, and I I don't know um, uh, slang for body parts. So I looked it up, like slang for penis. And some of the terms I did know and some of them I didn't. But my was
1: little Stevie, one of them. Lil
0: Stevie was one of them. I never heard of it before. But so I thought, okay, I'll use that. And then for. Oh, my gosh. If you ever said that to a guy, it it would probably hurt his feelings. Oh, big Stevie. Bring little Stevie
4: Stevie over
0: here to mama. I want to give
4: him a kiss.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So So then I looked up, you know, slang for vagina. And honestly, party hamster. No, what it, what it didn't say was how many people actually use that term. I've certainly never heard it. Um, and I've been to Petco I don't know how many times.
4: Yeah, And hamsters don't smell that good.
1: No, they don't. <laughs> I wouldn't want nobody
4: referring to my vagina as a hamster. Uh,
1: let alone you know, a party, party hamster. A party. Uh, yeah, I think you, you really made some interesting choices there. I, I would imagine that maybe people named Steven use the term little Stevie. It
0: didn't say so. Maybe and maybe hamsters here's the term "party hamster."
1: You know, interesting. Just a little fun fact for you guys, because I'm the fun fact guy. Is that I'm pretty sure that little Stevie or Lil Stevie Wonder was Stevie Wonder's uh, name when he was a child uh, music star.
0: Yeah, that you are definitely right about that. Yes, it was. and and but here's that another was not one: a reference to a penis.
1: Steve Van Zandt, Bruce Springsteen's guitarist, also had a was also known as Little Steven for a while.
0: Okay, but neither of those things, are, uh, when someone says Johnson, they, they are not referring to Mr. Johnson.
1: Neither yeah, of you're those right. Things, just but, trying to help out.
0: That was, that was, <laughs> that was not your me.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, Tiffany, that was some fantastic acting advice for Paula. Thanks so much for that. Thank hey, can you. I, can I ask you to hang around for a couple of minutes and join us on Quarantine Corner? I understand that you have some uh, third-grade science advice. Sure. Cool. All right. (laughs) Coming up, parents who are homeschooling, we've got your back. We'll tell you all you need to know about third grade science when we return on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. and we're back thank you house band jan van gold from the small village of caslow in the interior of british columbia canada boy i don't get tired of saying that all right everybody it's time for quarantine corner we um and i'm happy to announce that tiffany haddish is still with us for to making it a very special quarantine corner now (laughs) Hey, (laughs) we know a lot of you are homeschooling your kids right now. And as a public service, we are offering tips on how to teach your kids. Today's topic, third grade science. The team here at Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is going to share what we remember from third grade science. Tony Anita Hull in Sherman Oaks. You still there? I am here. All right. What do you remember from third grade science?
2: Photosynthesis is the process of a plant turning... Um,
0: carbon dioxide into oxygen. That, wait a minute. That That's was some... third
2: grade? Yeah. I remember a lot of plant stuff. A lot of plant stuff in third grade. That's,
4: it doesn't turn it into oxygen. It Photosynthesis is when it takes uh-huh. the sunlight and turns that into uh, nutrients for the plant to grow.
2: Well, there we the, go. The
4: sun take a picture of the plant's Seed spirit and tells uh-huh. the seed what to be, and then it grow up. And then it absorbed Then, when there's water, the sun sucks up the water, and it gives it back to the plant for its seed spirit.
2: There you go. Wow, things they
0: ever mentioned. Seed spirit. That's photosynthesis. That's
1: and and, and you built in the, the the photo part too. There, Tiffany. I like it better than Tony's. I got to tell you.
0: Yeah. Tony, were
2: you in like an advanced <laughs> third grade? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Mrs. Lucero's class. Mrs. She Lucero. Drank a lot of Diet Pepsi. Mrs. Lucero was uh-huh. my third grade teacher.
0: We couldn't even pronounce photosynthesis in the third grade.
2: Um, Kevin Crinkle, what do you
3: remember from third grade science? Okay, well, I don't think my third grade is advanced as the third grade now. <laughs> <laughs> No, because I think third grade now is like, you know, A squared plus D minus or something. That but mine, what bad. I remember is. Okay, that's nothing and that's math. Okay, well, whatever. Yeah. Oh, right. That's true. Okay, forget. <laughs> okay. Anyway, never mind about that. Okay. God. Invi-
1: inviting you to talk is always an adventure, Bonnie.
3: I'm here. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Yeah. A square has four sides.
1: And, that's and a triangle too.
3: has three sides. That's also geometry. Math.
1: It's geometry. It's a it's a math thing.
3: Okay. Okay. Wait. Here we go. Are you googling <laughs> this again? No. You can mix. <laughs> you can mix vinegar and baking soda, and build a like paper mache volcano, and it'll erupt. Okay, that's the Brady uh, bunch. The Brady
1: bunch. You know, You're not no, fooling anybody, Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck.
3: Uh, uh, Tiffany, <laughs> turn the lights <laughs> off in the schoolroom so you could see it. Tiffany, right. we have um,
0: we've we've done this before, where we 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 tell listeners what we remember from a particular subject in a particular grade, and all of us remember the name of the teacher, and we vaguely remember something that happened, and Bonnie has over and over again Googled information. Yeah. Because she has no
3: memory. (laughs) It was a long time ago for her. It was a long, long time ago. Thank you, Tiffany.
1: (laughs) You're thanking her for that. I love it. All right, Paula, what do you remember from third grade science?
0: I remember very well, Miss Coomley. um, Okay, one day, and this was a big deal in the third grade. She turned the lights out in the classroom. That was a big deal. Um, Everybody was like, whoa. But that wasn't the science part. The science part was one kid held up a wiffle ball and another kid held a flashlight. And what what she was showing us was that the wiffle ball was the moon and the the flashlight was the sun. And she was showing us that the light from the moon is reflected light from the sun and that the moon doesn't have its own light. And uh, to this day, when I look up at the moon, I think of Miss Coonley and I can still see that kid's hand holding the moon.
1: <laughs> that's some, that's some, that's some hardcore science. Um, yeah, that's all right, and, and what I remember learning from uh, third grade science is that, um, just because Mrs. Burke sends you to the supply closet to get out some ping pong balls for the experiment, that doesn't make you invisible. And if Jill Hyman walks into that same supply closet and sees your f- hand and finger anywhere near your nose, she's going to go back out into the classroom and tell everybody.
0: <laughs> and this was before the big don't touch your face push, too.
1: Oh, yeah. No, no, no. But uh, boy, it's hard to live that one down in third grade. OK, now, Tiffany Haddish. What do you remember from third grade science?
4: I remember that if you cut a worm in half, it'll turn into two worms. Is that true? Wow. Yeah, but you mean I, I, and it'll know regrow those. and it'll regrow its tail. It'll grow a tail and everything.
0: This is a story that worms
4: have
1: tried to quash. so so did you actually do that in science like did your teacher slice up a worm we
4: cut a worm and then the worm kept on wiggling and stuff and then it was still alive the next day and both pieces and then it started to grow
0: that's funny that you mentioned that because last week on this very podcast i cut myself in half
1: it's true, and now there's <laughs> two of you. Yeah, there is. <laughs> oh, God forbid. There's
0: one. Um. <laughs> no, there's one of me that just helps. does chores. We also we also learned that if you
4: cut the tail of a lizard, it the the tail will grow back.
1: That I knew. I thought the worm thing was a myth. I had heard that, but I, I did know that the that the tail thing really happens for, with the lizard.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I well with the, well that if you grab a lizard by the tail, it it the tail will break off it's the way it's the lizard's way of getting away from you yeah (laughs) also i don't know if you know this but worms can't swim
1: what what do they do sink
4: worms can't swim they drown that's why that's man
0: that's messed up what we do when we go fishing yeah oh you would think that fish wouldn't fall for that you'd think fish would be like well that's not it's not swimming
4: Now that's why the worm is wiggling around because it's trying to get back up
0: to the surface for air.
1: Oh!
4: you put a hook through it and it can't wiggle off the thing and then bam, it drowns.
1: You're you're tormenting two creatures, not just one.
4: Yeah.
0: Bam. Oh, man. I like the relaxed idea of being in a boat fishing, but I don't like fishing. I would like to go fishing Without without catching anything or trying to catch anything, I guess I just would like to be in a boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: completely possible without fishing.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I also learned that, you know, crabs and shrimps are bottom feeders and they eat all the other fish's
1: poops. Yeah, Oh man. You, you know, I try to put that out of my mind because I just love shrimp. But I but that is a fact.
4: Yeah, they the shrimps are the roaches of the sea.
1: Mm, they're delicious, delicious roaches of the sea. Yeah,
0: and so those lobsters, the lobsters look like a roach too. <laughs> oh, uh, lo- lobsters are, I guess so, right? Because they don't swim either, right? So they're, you know, they're yeah. bottom, bottom feeders, bottom feeders, and oh, man, catfish I, too. Yeah, I don't eat any of those things anymore, but when I did, they were delicious.
1: Yeah, they mm-hmm. sure were,
0: and that's why catfish tastes
4: like mud because they thinking they eating some poop, but really they eating mud.
1: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, you're welcome, kids, for the third grade science edition of quarantine. Wait a Corner. minute, I learned <laughs> something
4: else. Oh, did you right. know? Okay,
1: okay, go ahead.
4: <laughs> did you know that you could take marijuana seeds and put them in a wet washcloth in a window and then wait three days and keep the washcloth moist. And then by the fourth day, it will start to sprout.
1: What kind of fucking third grade teacher did you have?
0: (laughs) A magician. They've taught us magic. That's why my garden is popping.
1: Fantastic.
0: Wow. Now, have any of these things been helpful? You know, I I thought, well, we'll just tell kids what we remember from third grade science. And (laughs) this is what you hold on to by the time you're our age. And so we could save them the trouble, really, of having to do much more than this. And did any of those facts, were they helpful to you at any point in your life?
4: Oh, yes. I mean, I grow um, vegetables all the time now. And I use um, seed. You know, I start from the seed. Yeah. And that's how I grow all my veggies. I start with putting them in a washcloth, in the windowsill, keep it moist. They start to sprout. And then I put them in some dirt. Then I wait about three weeks and then I put them in the ground. Sometimes I wait two months, depending on what kind of plant it is. Oh,
1: I got to try that because I can't grow anything. The only thing I've managed to grow in my yard is rosemary because you can't stop that stuff from growing.
4: Man, don't put no mint in your yard because it take over like weeds, man. Oh, I'm yeah, constantly right. pulling up mint. Ugh, but I make the best mint tea.
1: You do? I make a good mint julep. Oh, interesting! Yeah, you just gotta make a simple (laughs) syrup. Maybe,
4: maybe when all this is over, we have a get together and everyone brings something minty. And Paula, don't bring gum.
0: You know what? (laughs) You know what I want to do when all this is over, (laughs) Tiffany? I want to go to your house and wash my face and get high. Come on, girl! (laughs) Come on!
4: Now you know I live in South Central Los Angeles. I hope that doesn't scare you. No, it doesn't.
0: But I didn't know know because it's it's not the same. It's definitely different here now. So it's different in what? What do you mean? Different than it used to be, or different? Now we're going into eighth grade social studies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) South Central has changed. <laughs> oh my. Well, I look, all right. I look forward to that lesson. <laughs> she's an author. She's an actress. She's a comedian, and she's completely awesome. Tiffany Haddish, I just want to thank you for coming to our show. That was just fantastic. We'll be back with more. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone after this. <laughs> Fun fact, the Barbie doll's full name is Barbara Millicent Roberts from Willows, Wisconsin. And the Ken doll's full name is Ken. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We're back. Now, Paula.
0: Adam, I forgot to say that the 100th Caller Contest is still on, so people go ahead and call in for the (laughs) opportunity The 100th caller wins uh, any appliance you want from Roger Federer's Appliance Store and also uh, a chance to hang out with Adam after the game.
1: Yeah, that great prize. Uh,
0: Adam, answer the phone. What? Answer the phone.
1: All right. Hello?
0: Hello, Adam. Am I the 100th caller?
1: Oh, no. Uh, It's Winnie Rose Feynman, everybody. I was... Dreading this moment. No, Winnie, you're not the uh, 100th caller. I believe you're the 73rd caller.
0: Hello, it is myself, Winnie Rose Feynman, Adam Felber. Yeah. How are you doing during the stay-at-home order?
1: Uh, You know, I'm doing great, Winnie. I have a wonderful, loving family, um, and uh, we have a very fulfilling life here. How are you doing?
0: Well, I've been trying to stay calm, so I've placed (laughs) 100 short candles in paper bags all around our house, and they are very beautiful. And I can close- wait, you've done one? I've placed a hundred short candles in paper bags all around our house, and they are very beautiful. And I can close my eyes and breathe deeply and really feel my fear leaving my body.
1: And and you have It sounds like you have finger symbols there or something too Yes
0: I do You should try this Adam Oh and when I open my eyes And look out the window I can see cars pulling over To see my calming lights
1: Uh, Well a hundred candles Still cars pulling over Sounds a little weird
0: They are They're pulling over to see There's a lot of cars pulling over To see my calming lights
1: yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's really nice, Winnie. It's a little it's a little alarming. I, I, I mean.
0: Hey, there's a fire engine out there.
1: Oh dear God.
0: It must be from a neighbor's house. There are some Is very it? there are some very unsafe people. Kitty corner from here, or do you say catty corner?
1: Uh, you can say catty cornered.
0: I'd like us to have that in common, Adam.
1: What, uh, Winnie? What? are you sure? Yeah.
0: Ma, I'm talking to Adam. I'll ask. Adam, do you still have her crockpot?
1: I never received her crockpot, Winnie. <laughs> what I what I did receive is some kind of summons re- regarding our play.
0: Yes, we're working on. a... am ah, trying to talk to Adam. Those sirens are so loud.
1: Winnie, would you look out your window again and see exactly where those uh, fire engines are? Well, they're right in front of my house. Do you hear that? For God's crack- sakes, Winnie, get out of your house! Do you hear that crack? Adam?
0: <laughs> <Do> you- <laughs> Winnie, Winnie. <laughs>
1: really
0: God, you, i'll have to call back okay get you and your mom out of that house <laughs> i'll call you back
1: okay bye bye wow um we might have i might have just really gotten out of that uh play i had to do with Winnie. i mean I, uh, wow that was that sounded like she lit her house on fire paula yeah, yeah but i there were
0: you know what i could hear the i could hear the fire engines so i'm sure she'll be fine and she has a loud cough there's no way they're gonna miss her uh, uh hope, I hopefully them. her
1: mom's gonna be okay yeah
0: um oh, her mom is pissed at you you gotta give her back a crockpot my store I never had it is still open it's right you're here, here you're at paulapoundstone.com you can get the poundstone pussy pillows which are um, a little linen pillow filled with um, catnip. And there's a cat joke on one side and on the other side, I'm happy to autograph it to your cat. Um, You just fill out a little online form uh, uh, when you go to order it, or you can receive my remarkably soft tri-poly blend t-shirts with the self portrait on the left breast and the memorable quote on the back. And you know, this might be a very good time to grab a copy of my book, The Totally Unscientific Study of the Search for Human Happiness, not to mention the rest of my books and CDs. There they are!
1: And I want to mention that if you get that Poundstone Pussy Pillow and you um, resent the fact that Paula did not take the time to tie a string to the grommet included with the Pussy Pillow.
0: I don't provide the string, you know what? I, I I, I can't do everything for everybody.
1: Well, that's why I said that's why I, I leapt into that marketing niche. And as of today, I have just sent back to uh to a, a lucky listener, Brooke Giddings, the first ever seen in the wild Felber's feline fun bag, for which I have autographed and tied a string to and sent it right on back. Nice. <laughs> you
0: know, just knowing that those just knowing that those things are available. Yeah has given me a very
1: a very calm feeling. Wow, you have finger symbols there. Um just uh, amazingly similar to Winnie Rose Feynman's.
0: Yeah, they come there's two pair of them. And I sent her
1: the other pair. <laughs> that was yep. nice of you. All right, everybody. Speaking of Hotel Soap, so uh, we want to hear from all of you. N- uh, please email us at Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. If you want to submit something to our theme song contest or the vocabulary song or just have a comment or a question, feel free to send those in.
0: You can find me and Adam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're all over the place. Check out our Facebook page at Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone.
1: I'm pretty sure I'm still on Friendster as well. That's our show, everybody. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam the Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezebnik, and Tony Anita Hull. Special thanks to our guest, Tiffany Haddish. And thanks for sticking around, Tiffany. And thanks to tonight's house band, Nobody, Jan Van Gold. Mixing by Michael Hoagie. Starburns production by Land Romo. Technical direction by Jessica Gutierrez. Transcription services for the show provided by TranscribeMe, a premier internationally used transcription service. Use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at transcribeme.com to receive expedited service.
0: That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me?
1: Party hamster. Party hamster, yeah. I had never heard of it before that's uh yeah i can't imagine how widespread that is and i as it came out of my mouth i was sad to say widespread (laughs) (laughs) well you know it may be
0: that like some woman has mentioned her party hamster to you before but you just didn't know what she meant and so you just thought it was like a little hamster with a a hat and and an elastic string under its chin
1: Yes, I, that's exactly what I pictured, which is why, um, looking back, I probably shouldn't have said, "Ew, I don't want to see that."
0: <laughs> Party hamster. A
2: podcast. A podcast network.